random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior. A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson. Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter. What are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists, the Marvel Universe podcast. Mission brief, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not The Falcon and the Snowman? No, no, no. The 1985 movie? I'm Peter Melnick, and joining me on the other end of the tin <laughs> cannon string is the legendary Josh Rosengrat. Hello. And we are also joined in studio our studio now, we, we took it over, the one-third of this show. He is the special guest on this show. What the? He is E. Wilson. Eddie, isn't it weird you being a special guest for this? Yes, Eddie Weird Wilson. You're not talking about the 1985 Timothy Hutton Sean Penn movie? Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. With Pat Hingle before he became Commissioner Gordon in the 1989 whoa, Batman. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, man. We're not talking about... Pat, there was, Pat there was, Hingle is like Porky Pig in those movies too, isn't he? But, but I thought we were doing Assemble, the making of WandaVision. Uh, I just saw that recently I'm, too. What is it? It's just like, oh, we can talk about how, you know, he's got a blue face for some of the episodes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm before, blue. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode. and There goes talk, that note. <laughs> thank you for the soundboard, makeshift soundboard. That's exactly right. Before we get into the usual rigmarole of today's episode and talking about what had happened in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 1, we want to tell you all at home how you can get a hold of us on them, our social medias. Josh, you can say how if you want. Huh? Go on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at... The Marvelists. Or Josh? Uh, what? Go on individual social media, myself on Twitter and Instagram at Peter Melnick. I'm on TikTok, and somehow it's blowing up for me now a little bit. But better. At Peter Melnick, but better, yes. What? Huh? You can also find my special guest host on this episode on one social media platform, and that's Instagram, at? Eddie, 9193. Huh? And Josh, what are you on on social media? What the hell? Uh, we're available on Anchor and Spotify. Uh, no, that's... Dramatic Workshop Man, podcast. he is off to a rousing start. You can tell. Yeah. The legendary Josh Rosengren is off to a rousing start. We need an anchor rousing here. everybody. Well, Josh, how can people get a hold of you on social media? You know, things like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. That would be awesome, but I don't have any of those things. Oh, well, that's great. That saves time then. You can also find Josh on a podcast called... The Solving County Dramatic Workshop Podcast. Woohoo! Wow, the woohoo is a part of the name? That must be a really long acronym. It's a good long name. It's very appropriate. Apropos, even. Apropos. Technically, it's called the Dramatic Workshop Podcast, but yeah. So you can also find our show on a wide variety of streaming platforms, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, you name it, we're there. You can also find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Give us a five-star if you're ever so inclined. Broken ice cream machines, McDonald's, Wrang- jokes. Yeah. Wrangle it, even. Ooh, I like like the jeans. Wrangler. That Jason Momoa wears throughout the Snyder Cut. No, he doesn't, but... You can also support this here fine program on two platforms. Go on below the collar.com slash the marvelists and get or slash the marvelists. There we go. 
<laughs> that look of disdain. Jeez. Well, you said platform, and then you said below, and a platform is usually a raised anyway. That, that is true. But <laughs> below the pl- below, I almost said below the platform. Thanks, Eddie. Oof. Below the collar dot com slash the marvelous, and get our dad joke immune T shirt as well as future items that will be on there in the foreseeable future. And it helps support this here fine show. Yeah, not, the, not the here and now, the foreseeable future. But another platform you can use to help support this show is at Patreon at patreon.com slash The Marvelists. And when you do that, you go on there, you help support the show. You uh, you can go for as low as $3 a month, and you get early access to episodes about 24 hours before the scheduled time. For example, our Anne Nascenti interview dropped on Thursday. However... The episode was live on Patreon that Wednesday. Nice. That's how, that's how days of the week work, too. You know, it's kind of cool, isn't it? Days that end in the Y, absolutely. And then for $5 and up, you end up getting access to Fantastic Voyage, where you're able to listen to myself and Eddie and a plethora of guests, including our occasional on-and-off uh, co-host, John Sherburn, talk about the 102-plus issues of the iconic Stan Lee and Jack Kirby Fantastic plus. Four and annuals and crossover appearances. Still trying to figure out when we're going to put the uh, episode involving the Fantastic Four meeting Amazing Spider-Man in, but... We will. We, we will get to that bridge. Eventually. For sure. How now, about how about according to publication date? That's, yeah, that's going to be what it is. That would make sense. Out. And I don't want to go all in on the uh, strange tales involving Johnny Storm because those stories suck. Well, fine. They really do. They're mm-hmm. really awful. Cue the vacuum cleaner! <laughs> but... Obviously, you know, you can tell based on the uh, rousingly loud person on the other end of the tin cannon string, Josh Rosengrant, you know, very talkative in this episode so far. We, <laughs> when he gets a space in edgewise, you know. Potentially. Mm-hmm. But, gentlemen, we are talking about the premiere episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. New World Order! On Disney+. Plus, and they are, it Brother! Is, it is... Wait, are we going for like the Isn't NWO, the wrestling group, or you know people who believe in Illuminati and stuff like that? Whichever one you want to go there's with. There's more than one New World Order there's, now, isn't there? Oh, and there's New Order, the band. Yes, there is LWO. There is the Blue World Order. There is the LWO. What else is? Stay there? on topic. New um, World Order. That's where I'm going. Sorry, I'm more of a Degeneration X kind of guy. Oh. And see, there's the last piece of wrestling information and knowledge that I tried to share and. Fell like a rock. Well, if you smell what it's cooking, yeah. But, gentlemen, this episode... This is, a, this is a very interesting weekend. We got the Snyder Cut, which... There is a possibility, as of this recording, we're going to be doing a special uh, side episode. It's going to be myself and a fill-in-the-blank guest co-host for that one, Eddie. Oof. Do you really want to watch a four-hour movie? I do. But do you want to talk I about will. a four-hour movie, like, literally right after? It's possible. We'll figure this out. That's exactly right. But in regards to... Special co-guest. I don't freaking know. (laughs) But (laughs) this episode comes during a very interesting weekend. You got the Snyder Cut and you got the return of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as well as, by the way, the War Machine. Yes. Don Cheadle. What an ep... And by the way, when he showed up in this episode, I was completely like... Like, it was... I was... Eh, whatever. And I'm like, wait a minute. Don Cheadle? Yeah. I had that reaction. Well, we didn't know, I don't think, or we weren't being told any leaks going on who was going to show up. So it kind of makes sense, though. Josh? That he's in. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Man, a few words. Josh Rosengrant. You're welcome. What did you think overall of this, just the opening of the episode itself? 
the opening sequence. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought it was really good. It was an action sequence, so it was pretty good. It at least drew you in to the episode. There was a lot of uh, you know, shooting and things going off in Kerplooey and stuff as soon as we got a past. Lot of kapew, uh, kapew. Yeah, yeah, big stuff, explosions. We lost at least three helicopters in the flying, of course. Um, Did you find them eventually? Uh, lost as in never to be found again. Not the TV show from 2005. No, but we a lot had. Of parachuting. Yeah, but we had to get past Sam Wilson, no relation, to um, ironing and suiting up in a different way, and and I we, loved that scene. The, by re- the, way. the recall to uh, to the last words that you you know you hear the disembodied Sam and Steve Rogers voices. I loved that scene specifically for the fact of use. It, it's that moment of just him getting ready for his day, putting on a suit, you know, ironing everything, and but, it's that humanization of these characters because we look at the Marvel characters as these over-the-top kind of figures. They're, you know, they're gods in that world. They're not really gods, but they are, you know? Well, I wasn't going to go that that status, that high of elevation. Well, but. If you look at the distinguished competition, the characters there are basically considered gods. Well, when you look at the top three, I guess you, you can yeah. do that since they've been around since, you know, time immemorial or whatever. But these characters, they are on a different platform compared to all of the other characters in the, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, you look at a, uh, you know, uh, Ned Leeds, and then you look at Thor. Well, not Thor, because he's literally a god. Well, you yeah. look at Captain America versus Ned Leeds. <laughs> okay. One is one has a more godlike stature than the other one, you know? It's like it, the mythology sense of it all. It's a really ham-fisted way of me explaining this, but with this, what I really like is the fact that it's a humanization of Sam Wilson. He's sitting there, and he's... You can tell also just by his posture, how he's reacting of everything, how unsure he is. No doubt. Correct. I love that. I love seeing that about him and that, again, that humanization of him. How is he going to go forward doing what he does without his mentor, his friend on your left, et cetera? Yeah. And it's very much a uh, somber moment in a way. I like that. Josh? I love this. And we're off to Tunisia. (laughs) <laughs> and Josh's excitement. Not to uh, fly into their airspace, but enter now, what, Batroc. And what I call... Who, by the way, I had no... I, I did not remember his name, by the way, until I was doing a little bit of research right before the uh, we started recording to, you know, pull up some notes and whatnot. And I genuinely was, like, figuring out, what is his name? I don't remember <laughs> what his name is. I know the actor is George St. Pierre, mixed martial, art le- mixed martial arts legend. But then I'm like... It's French guy. That's all I know is French guy. And I wanted to call him Pepe Le Pew, but I'm like, no, that's not him. It's the, somebody completely different. The Leaper. Yes. He's French-Canadian. There you go. We'll there. split it down the middle. That's like, right. Like the fabulous Rougeau Rougeau brother. Oh, screw it. Hello, the girl. The Rougeau's on their way. Did you have a seizure? I sure. I, the Mountie. I'm handsome. <laughs> oh, God. I'm brave. I'm strong. Fight the Mountie. And what, they, what I call the, uh, the flying squirrels. They leapt out of the uh, copter, or the plane, rather, that was hijacked, the U.S. Air Force plane. There's something about how we we don't know really what's going on, but then you see that whole element of Sam just flying in, swooping in. And I think this, something about this, it was very much an action-packed opening section, you know? Yeah, no question. And this is a complete stark contrast to what we had over the last nine weeks with WandaVision. You know, it, it's going to be a given, but this is much more 
an action-packed popcorn kind of movie. I feel like we're not going to really have discussions like we, we did with WandaVision until maybe the next two weeks from now. Calling it now. You know? Mm. Yeah. Eddie? We'll have to say if you're right in a couple weeks or so, but I did not make any comparison because I knew this was definitely time to develop these other characters. And if we didn't already, but I think with, with the regular Marvel movies that have been out, we, we already know some bit more perhaps about well, not, Falcon and Winter Soldier and may feel or care for them. I'm not talking about you know character development. I'm talking about in the sense of the overall grand scheme of things that are going on in the episode. Like what could mean what? You know what I mean? Like when we're watching, when we were watching WandaVision, we had no idea what's going on. Everything is basically thrown right at you. And whereas, again, with with WandaVision, it was more of a cerebral kind of thing of like figuring out what is going on. What is the point of all of this in this episode? Much like my long, you know, rambling meanderings. But with Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's very much... Common denominator. No, it's, it's more of a weekly action sequence I would say you know yeah it's possible but this is again these two characters with what I'm saying common denominator of Captain America and how they're going to continue their lives after and it only made sense well I was going to say throwing in Don Cheadle was was an extra thing too I was shocked I was genuinely shocked seeing him in there yeah and another thing in regards to the action sequence I like that this is it's a television show, right? Mm-hmm. It's a television show with a reduced budget. Yet you could not tell me that was a reduced budget. That was pretty damn impressive. Josh? It was. I was I'm wondering, would it be better off as a movie or as a weekly episodic show? Well, this is only going to be six episodes. And, you know, you take That's a few right. minutes removed. Like, the runtime on this, again, it made me laugh, 49 minutes. And I look at that, I'm like, bullshit. You know, well, yeah, it was more like forty-two. I think you've got. I think even less, maybe forty, maybe okay. thirty-nine. So let's figure if there's six episodes, you're going to be guaranteed. I think at least a half hour each one. Yeah, give or take. So you've got a movie. I would say it is like, length. It's like an extended mini series, if anything. Okay, a maxi series. Stop that. But like a twelve-issue <laughs> run, like of you know Wanda and the Scarlet Witch. Wait I, a minute, going back. But Wanda with, and the Scarlet Witch and Vision. <laughs> Either one. Vision and Scarlet Witch. I think I got it right finally. Circa 1984. I believed believed in you, Eddie. And it's over now. (laughs) He said past tense. You heard him, folks. But with that, in regards to, you know, what we could be seeing with this over the course of, like, the next six episodes. Red Wing. Josh saying. More Red Wing. Josh saying that whole concept of the uh, movie. Josh, elaborate a little bit more on that. Why you think it would work better as a movie. I think they could do more with a movie budget than they probably would, depending on. That would that would be my thing. I mean, again, budget-wise, it is a lesser thing, but look at what they're pulling off. Like, what really more would they need to do budget-wise for this? Fireworks. <laughs> Outdoors, please. More pyro. <laughs> oh, no, Crossbones, crossbones isn't in this. Just randomly in the back, just barbecuing for no reason. Well, here's the thing. You say something like that, and yet, and yet, that humanization of Sam Wilson where exactly it reminds me, you know, we have all these characters. The scene with the bank specifically was the one that got me the most. 
because it reminded me that all of these characters are... You're famous. Shouldn't you have millions of dollars? No. It reminded me of that where you look at the Hawkeye miniseries, uh, not miniseries, but series by Matt Fraction and David Aha back in 2012, 2013. It reminds me of that series a little bit. And it makes me curious because you look at the the Hawkeye series that's going to be coming out, him and uh, Haley Steinfeld, that series... What are they really going to be doing then if this is going to be the series where we're painting a down-on-his-luck hero? Where, yeah, he's a multi, like he's known the world over to the point where, you know, you have a guy going over, can I get a selfie with you? And leading also to the, the great line, by the way, of, can I get a selfie with you, but your arms are out? <laughs> yeah, you just went way ahead, too, because I was saying the, yeah, the, it's the line the line that, that he, he threw in there, that loan officer, was, uh, always wanted to be an Avenger. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did too, but but he says, and you you know, you totally don't have to. You can say no, but yeah, can I take a selfie with your arms out? But just seriously, just, just that idea of the down on their luck kind of uh, character, where it, it's humanizing, and it's again, you're making him into a much more relatable character. And I do feel you, Eddie, you remarked in regards to Hawkeye, or not Hawkeye, in regards to uh, Falcon being, you know, we know a lot more about the character. I feel like this series is going to be doing a much more job flushing the character out even more so than we already had. Yes, absolutely. And we're going to know uh, more of it. Well, first of all, with the, this first episode, we find out that Sam can speak Arabic, for, for example. I think the fact that Sam has a family is one of those things that I did not expect. Sure. More so. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he's got a sister. Oh, he's got, you know, nieces and nephews. He's got yeah. a boat. Got a boat. That's right. The, <laughs> ne- the yeah, nephew's got... like, Uncle Sam. And it's like, wait a minute. That's la- like a double I did, meaning. Yeah. I did laugh when I heard that. Mm-hmm. And what I want to know, gentlemen, is do you think this series is going to be making him into Captain America at the very end? Or is it going to be the title of Captain America just gets retired in general? That's something I was thinking about. I think it the has to go one. on. Sorry, the first one? Well, because at the end of this episode, he's like, oh, crap. I, I get the uh, feeling that he's like, oh, great. Now someone else wanted the thing that I was considering doing. Was he considering it, though? Because, you know, he early in the episode, he, he turned it over, though. He said, this belongs to you, Cap. And I, I think he was like, I think he was contemplating it. Like, he was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. And then at the end, he, 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 you, you get that feeling of, he was like, great. Well, now do I, how do I get the shield back besides feeling it? Well, there's the one character, and I didn't catch his name, but he's got a, the graying uh, beard and mustache kind of thing going on. He's some uh, government type, I think, official, or at least a politician. And at the end of Sam's speech, where he says, thank you, Captain America, turns the shield over, the, the gentleman who's there with Don Cheadle says, uh, thank you for turning the shield over, you're, you're doing the right thing, that kind of thing. And then at the end of the episode, when the new Captain America is introduced, it's the same person doing the introduction. So it's like, wait a minute. And so it's U.S. agent. And it's, yes, John Walker, who what? I think we didn't see until now for the first, first time and trying to say, who is that in that mask? Yeah. And it's funny, again, you know, going over to something that a lot of people were speculating whether or not it would happen with WandaVision, the incorporation of Reed Richards. Everyone wants John Krasinski to play Reed Richards. We've been over this a million times on the show. And That's one. fine. Yeah. But <laughs> in regards to John Krasinski, little known fact, John Krasinski was up for the role of Captain America. So Jim Halpert at one point would have been Captain America. And it's one of those things where could that have happened, you know? 
We don't know. Would it have worked? Again, we don't know. But with Chris Evans in the role, that was fantastic. Well, also because he was Johnny Storm, get it? <laughs> Actually, that's a really funny thing when you think about it, too, because the guy who played, who eventually played Captain America was a member of the Fantastic Four. The guy that wants to, uh, was going to be Captain America was is now up for the role of a character in the Fantastic Four. Well, it's all okay. connected. You know? okay. That is mind-boggling. It's kind of sort of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with that, in regards to this... Friend of the show, Matt Cascone, Mean Street Matt. Matt. Uh, uh, mean Street Matt. There we go. Our Long Island rep. He, I guess, actually went to a panel once at New York Comic Con and said to him, "You know, you were supposed to play Captain America. Would you consider playing U.S. Agent?" <laughs> and it, it would have been great to see John Krasinski show up as U.S. Agent. Yeah. But if you have a character, if you have an actor like that, you kind of want to have him be in something much more lasting. This is going to be a character we're not going to see after the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Let's be honest. Are we? Do you gentlemen think we're going to see the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or do you think we're going to see U.S. Agent after this series? No. I, no, I don't think so. Josh? I think it would run its course by then. Yep, exactly. Let me go back before we go forward. I don't know if this is a throwaway line, but in conversation with uh, Falcon and Torres, I think it was, uh, the conspiracy theory that Steve is on a secret base on the moon. I loved that. I loved I mean, all of that. What? Yeah, did you kind of like, you know, no. Not, I, I thought, fly me to the moon, Frank Sinatra. But then I thought, what, Inhumans in here? No, come on. Was it, what was the whole... Eddie, I'll be honest. I really do find it funny that that was your first thought of fly me to the moon because that was my first thought as well. <laughs> well, okay. There's a lot of simpatico in here. Mm-hmm. But... I didn't get that at all. I was thinking Blue Moon and was really thirsty. Oh, okay. Well, there's another song in there too, but we'll just get past that. I would say with I like that in this universe now Captain America goes backwards in time and then ages out and technically we don't know really if Captain America you know died of old age or you know whatever mm-hmm. but in this world it's conspiracy theories where is Captain America did I heard he went to the moon I love that you know in this universe there's there's that going on they in their universe they have conspiracy theories what could this mean? Oh, could this be, you know, this, or could be this, that? I'm wondering how many conspiracy theories in the Marvel, you know, actual Marvel universe involve Captain America with Mephisto or the cast of the X-Men or Reed Richards. I wonder how many that they just, you know, build up their expectations for something that's never going to happen. And you should stop, you know, complaining about a series sticking the landing, guys. That's my little soapbox I just got off of just now. What you think? Beautiful. It doc, it's Dr. Squatch Soap, by the way. Their aloe one is really good, and I cannot recommend it enough. Is it 99 and 44 100% pure like the other one is? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. But I like the idea that there are conspiracy theories going in the Marvel Universe, and what would be your dream conspiracy theory involving Cap in the Marvel Universe? Speculation time. I think mm-hmm. it'd be kind of funny to see you know people going on saying, well, I heard he went off to Mexico. And he's living in a ditch now. The only thing I could think of after the end of Endgame and seeing that sequence where he got his dance in the house with his love, that he is back in that time period somehow, yeah. some way. But he did age. Yes. Because we see, you know, 
him giving you know Sam the shield as well as a bag That's of right. Werthers. And he, and he doesn't say to Sam, you know, what, what the story was with you know because Sam notices a ring on his finger. He says, "No, I don't think I will." I love tell that. you that. That could be a key to another story as to what actually happened while he was back in that. And maybe we have a return of Cap in a flashback kind of story. I thought I saw something recently through the interwebs net, something or other, about Cap coming back into the MCU. And it got vehemently denied by Kevin Feige. <laughs> okay. So that goes that. All right. You know what I love? I love in episodes when Eddie like will say something, and then I go, Eddie, I hate to break. Like you I think her. I found something out. Did you know? Here's a little tidbit. A little nope, nugget. You're wrong. No, it's an actually a poop emoji. Okay. Hey, Eddie. Guess what? It's what? Oh, you really like that Swamp Thing TV series? Yeah, I think it's going to be a big deal. Guess what, Eddie? It it's been canceled for over a year now. <laughs> I oh man, bad service. <laughs> it's like the equivalent of when you told me you were investing in Kaja Gugu in the eighties. <laughs> They're going to be a big investing? deal. Investing? Yeah, that was the tip I got. Right, investing. Hot dangity dog. All right. I got posters. I got CDs. I got the wig. <laughs> it was high school. Anyway. Josh? Yes? How do you pick one that one up? Jeez, just throw it to Josh. Oh, I know what Captain... You know what happened to Captain America? Tell us. He probably ended up, like, being one of those trolls that guards the bridges and asks for money. No. That would be something. He's, like, so down on his luck, he can't get a good pair of jeans. (laughs) Eddie? Jeans. Jean Grey. (laughs) Who else? Gene, Gene, the dance machine. Cue the gong show. Oh, my God. We got more gongs than the breakdancing robot that caught on fire. I'm going to gong you. In- That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm including sure. that sound effect. Wow. Oh, uh, man. You know, okay. that might be a thing in the show now because I have the soundboard equi- uh, equipment. <laughs> that All might right. Be, well, that we'll might look, be a thing. We'll look forward to that. Well, I guess from, you the, won't. <laughs> from the first... From the first viewing of after the opening, you know, ten or fifteen minutes of this episode, we get to see the Winter Soldier breaking through a wall with his arms anyway. Oh yeah! And then we realize after he's you know knocked off a few people that I bet he it has. was a bad dream or perhaps a nightmare. And we have this uh, kind of long sequence where he's sitting across the room from his um, doctor, psychiatrist, shrink, his doctor who is basically not very good at what she does. <laughs> We're going to be getting more of her, this character, throughout the series as well. That's quite possible. So it is. But the thing is, too, that we find out that he's a civilian now. He's under or been released, sort of pardoned, covered conditionally from the government and these three rules to observe so that he doesn't, you know, have a, a relapse, so to speak. So we shouldn't hear the title of our little feature here, Mission Report. Relapse? You mean Eminem? Oh, you got me there. I'm so sorry. That was awful. beautiful but she seems you know the doctor knows pretty much everything about bucky he's over he's 100 years old and of course in giving over his cell phone says she's the only one he's called in a week ignoring sam's texts so you know we've got the beginning of how these two characters are going to get back together besides being cramped in that volkswagen bug you know that he wouldn't move the seat up on and stuff and that the only got peace that he's actually had because after all this is said and done he's been fighting for like 90 years he said he's only had that bit of calm in uh, wakanda 
but he got his mind back. He's pardoned and he's free, but to do what, he says. Well, one of the remarks on Reddit in regards to that scene of, you know, what does he want? Peace. And just the, the remark back was the therapist thinking, that is utter bullshit. <laughs> yeah, thinking she said it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just that idea of that's you can tell he's still a fighter. He's still... Well, that's the thing, too, and, and it probably resonates with those who have served for extended periods of time. Perhaps they come back to normal, quote-unquote, society and what is supposed to be their function in life because they only knew this particular job, if you would call it that, for that amount of time while away in the service and so on. It's a big adjustment time period. She's right, though, in terms of him needing to make friends and, and branch out a bit and be somewhat trusting of people, whereas, and then where uh, Yuri, the uh, elderly a uh, Asian gentleman, helps out. I love that character, by the way. Mm -hmm. It's it's very much, he he reminds me of a friend of the show, Joe Abraham, where he's, oh. he's got an old soul, you know? Yes, he's literally a, over 100 years old himself, but he's the, he's technically this young guy, and the only people he can really connect with are the older people. And I like that about him. But, of course, the reason he connects with them so well is because they're really close to the same age themselves. They are, they are, it just doesn't look that way if you if you don't know. Like the, the girl behind the, the bar that he, Yuri, asks for Bucky as a date type of thing. Um, the thing that I wanted to bring up with respect to the old man is that he misses his departed son. And he doesn't know how this happened or anything. Uh, there's a part where Bucky and the girl are at the bar. She's at the end of her shift at work, so nobody else is there, and they're playing Battleship. And and it's it's kind of funny, actually, because how old are you? And uh, 106, you know, and that's a, that's a and laughable she moment. And she doesn't question that, which I loved. And she's like, oh, good enough. He's being a wise-ass with he me. Laughs, she laughs it off, and what's with the gloves? Uh, I, I have uh, uh, poor circulation. You know, kind of thing. I was hoping to go. I have eczema on my fingers. It's really bad. Well, it could have been a rosacea thing, possibly too, or, or whatnot. Or Raynaud's Poison maybe. Ivy. Yeah, that's that's. Poison. No, that's DC. That's another. Yeah, exactly. But he winds up having to leave and go to the old man, and he sees that there's a picture of his son in his in his apartment, and you also in some part of there get that sound of the old Winter Soldier, you know, creepy kind of music, and and it makes me think. Did he know Yuri's son? Did he did he kill Yuri's son? I, in some, that I did not get. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if he's if he's just think if he's overly remorseful about this or trying to remember something that may have happened way back then. It, it could be a repetition of what you know he may have done under the spell of being the Winter Soldier. I don't know, Josh. What do you think? We will have to find out. Well, I would like to know what you think, Josh. Because, you know, you're one of the hosts of this program. No way. Well, um, <clears throat> I think he's just really, he's not giving out much information. Mm -hmm. So so did you, because Peter said he didn't really pick up on that. Did you catch that at all you, in watching it? No, not really. Okay. I think he's he's just so, what's the word I'm looking for? He's He doesn't want to give away too much about himself. He's very close, confined, yeah, I guess you might say. Close to the chest kind of thing, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at. Especially right. with this girl. He's just meaning he wants to make a good impression. But then what got me is during the date, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, he just ups and leaves her right in the middle of the date. 
Yeah, that was a great game of Battleship, and then yeah. uh, I got to go. He's about to get his Battleship sunk, let's be honest. Uh, phrasing? Because, you know, exactly. he's like, hit, 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 you know, whatever, and he's missing and drinking and whatever. But, yeah, something triggers him to go back to leave and catch up to the old man, and, and maybe that's where I thought he knew something about his son that passed away. Maybe he recognized him in that photograph kind of thing. But we skipped mm-hmm. over. We, we mentioned also, too, about... Uh, about family in terms of, of Sam. And in Louisiana, yes, we have the family uh, seafood with Wilson across there, the names of his parents on that boat, and the back and forth between saving the business, the boat, because this is where they grew up, and the whole th- sequence with uh, with the bank again. What I love about this is the sense of duality between both characters of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because you have Bucky, who is literally the definition of a loner. He's got nobody. He has no family. No, He doesn't know if he even has any surviving relatives no. to this point. We he don't said, know this. Well, he said a sister. He had a sister, or that's the only that he revealed to the girl. He might have grandnieces and nephews. We don't date. know. Right. But... Right. But we also coincidentally have. Well, I was trying to make a point, though. Sam Wilson, whose sister is Sarah, he, and he has family. Again, the complete 180 of what Bucky is, and I love that. Right, right. And I'm just saying, in this point, that Sarah, the same name, like Bucky says, Cap's mother was Sarah. Do you think that's going to play a point in this? The name? I don't know. Is it going to be like you know where they bond over coincidence, like a certain movie involving a flying rodent and a guy from another planet? <gasps> Maybe. Why are you that name? Why did you say that name? Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. That's a hashtag right now. Seriously. Is it really? Yeah, uh, it sure is. Sure, why not? Hey, just a little aside, I've, I'm an hour and ten minutes into uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's a good movie. I like the question that was asked of Bucky when he's on the date. Did you um, like the Snyder Cut, Bucky? S- oh, right. you know. So, have you dated much since half of the fish in the sea came back? I... L- I love that there are it's one of those things where you need to watch all of the movies to really get everything that's going on, all of the little in jokes. I like that there's references like that to everything in here. And again, it's very subtle word wordplay. Like you look at uh the very first episode of WandaVision. Oh my husband and his indestructible head. <laughs> and it's you hear that and you're like, Oh, since half the fish in the sea. Oh, Grimace, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. I like again, there's so much world building with the word building, you know? Lego. No. Yeah, yeah that's it. Josh? My ego. I love Egos. <laughs> Just pick up on the last point. There you go. That's it. Mm. There's another question I'm formulating in here. Oh, and that's when we uh, the next pretty much the next thing is going to uh Switzerland where Torres is, I guess, uh, undercover. And everybody's out in the street looking on their phones, and in that, uh, it must be the Swiss language, therefore, thereabouts, or do you know uh, what we're supposed to do? The masks are handed out, the bank heist happens, and there's some badass guy that kicks somebody across the street and, you know, gives Torres a whooping. This is a super A whooping or a whooping? The first one. (laughs) Stutter much? Yeah. But who could this possibly be that seems to be endowed with uh, extraordinary strength? A baddie that we're going to be introduced to. I would think it's somebody that we may know in name, but just have not seen in a uh, MCU movie or TV show yet. I think it's somebody completely new, to be honest. That we wouldn't even recognize the name for? or Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's just me. That's just you. 
And no, it's me too. I think it would be. I think we are definitely in need of a new villain. I mean, again, I like how they're incorporating every element of the Captain America verse in a way. You know, where we have all of these. The idea of Batroc the Leaper coming back. If you told me he'd be coming back, I would have thought you're crazy. Because mm-hmm. that is such a. He's not an obscure character. If you're a comic head, he's not an obscure character. But to the average movie-going public... You saw him once. That dude from Winter Soldier? Yeah. Eh, sure, good enough. Right, he was available. I like that we also get Crossbones back in, you know, uh, Civil War. Civil War. And, or, well, he was in Civil War the whole time. Well, no, he was in uh, Winter Soldier as well. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he came back for uh, Endgame. Kerblooey. Yeah. Well, no, Kablooey in Civil War. Yes. Your buddy, your pal, your bucky. Kaboom. <laughs> but I love uh, I love that, you know, we might be getting a different villain in this. And there's, you know, Eddie, if you had your, uh, your ability to do so, who would you pick as a new villain for them to introduce from the Captain America world? He's got, uh, you know, I. of course, this is the question that would come up with our movie reviews quite too frequently, actually. So, why did Jigsaw just come into my brain? Well, oh, because I was thinking of Crossbone's face, probably, yeah. That could yeah be. And Jigsaw is a Punisher guy. Still, same universe. So you want to see Captain America versus Jigsaw? Anything's possible. Eddie, you're fired. <laughs> right, Josh? No, I would. I think they need to start introducing Modoc at some point. Ah. Uh, uh, mm-hmm, kind of. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing about a character like Modoc. It's it's so over the top in regards to the. I'm gonna say this, and it's really weird to say when you have characters like Rocket Raccoon and a big purple guy named Thanos running around, but that sense of reality. Like, I feel like a character like MODOK is going to be... It takes you out of it. Even though, once again, you have characters like the Hulk running around, too, you know, with their purple pants on and that stuff. Thank goodness they're they're still on. Exactly. They're very stretchy. Very, you know, they're like the uh, slim jeans. But with that, I don't know if a character like MODOK could work in the MCU. Well, they did try to set him up after Winter Soldier towards in that movie. How? I think that's what they were going for. Well, you hated that the movie, The villain too. that was in the, um... And the, uh... Oh, boy. The scientist from the original Captain America movie. Arnim Zola. Yeah, exactly. That was Arnim Zola. Zola, yeah. 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 Not MODOK. Oh, they're not one and the same. No. Oh, oh, oh. Just because they're like have weenie boy glasses doesn't mean that you know they're the same kind of character. Like you know, with the weenie boy eyes. I don't know oh. you, you. You might incorporate a Modoc if you could, you know, get him <laughs> like know, like you, an early uh, Howard Stark with his uh, propulsion propulsion car without needing uh, tires. You know who I would you'd cast? Have, you'd have him on uh, for. You know who I would cast as Modoc? The legendary Josh Rosengrant. Oh, well now. Imagine a gigantic wow. Josh Rosengrant head floating around with little arms and legs attached to it. Wow, even I would be creeped out and I'd be playing the part. <laughs> I would watch that movie. Yeah. But, Eddie? Modoc. 
Okay. Well, back to the just a little bit more about the uh, the the bank office, the loan officer there again. The rules have changed because even though Sam's got all the government credentials, it was five years ago, and there's no proof of being able to support the loan, which is crap essentially. Because with all these people that came back that weren't, you know, we don't know what their stories are and all the problems that they're dealing with now. Because a few months ago, billions of people reappeared after five years. So, like, how are their lives moving on, moving forward? And of course, we have the part of you know how how do you earn a living? Did you know did, did yeah. Sony Tony Stark pay? Oh, my condolences, by the way. Stony Tark, yes, I love Sony Tark. I, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, with that, you know, again, I like that idea of just because it, it's with anything in real life, just because you have a hundred thousand Facebook followers doesn't mean you're making millions of dollars. No. You know. Just because you're on a you're a member of this team doesn't mean you're making money. Sometimes it's just the goodness of your heart that you're doing that. You know, as a superhero, you're going around saving people and being that character, you know? Josh? I agree. And you know the whole thing I think it was is that it kind of like brought him down to earth. Yeah. Sam? Because he thinks so highly of himself, yeah. Ye- and then he's yeah. like, oh, well, I'm not this. I don't have as many connections as I thought I had. See, I, I, there is a sense of cockiness to Sam Wilson, but there is also that element of he is still humble, you know? But I do agree, with moments like this, it brings him down a peg. He, yeah, he's hoping that with respect to getting the bank loan that his fame will precede him and, you know, making chummy, making nice little jokes and whatever. That this would help, but uh, but no, the bank cannot approve the loan. I feel like with Falcon, he's going to be one of the like. I feel like they would go down a direction of one thing with him, making him be the guy where. Are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to do something with me? I mean, I'm, I'm the Falcon. You know, I'm friends with Captain America. Well, you know, when he was here, I'm friends with you know, uh, who uh, Black Widow. I mean, she's dead, but you know, I, I knew her. So it's one of those things of he's trying to exploit that level of fame and yet it's really getting him nothing. No, we'll have to see how that develops or doesn't and, you know. This is what it's going to be. You have a character like Bucky who again, he's quiet, reserved, he's sheltered. Sam Wilson, he is cocky. And this is going to be the element where he gets humbled and brought down to like Bucky's Place where he's at, you know. I think that's what the series is also going to be giving us. That's quite a possibility. I, I, I can subscribe to that theory. Okay. When? Uh, how are you going to do notifications for that theory? Like, is it you know uh, pop up notifications? Smoke signal, uh, pigeon. Um, you know. Ooh, I like pigeon. USPS. Are you going to poke me? Don't poke me. Oh no, not into that. Thank you. That's kinky. No, no, and hell no. <laughs> but. <laughs> So overall, I think this is off to a great start. Yes, I'm in complete agreement, and I would I would say this is going to be the opposite of WandaVision. There's you know we're going to have episodes just talking about what happened in the episode and really not having much in regards to a hex. You know, I'm talking about in the sense of discourse with this. Like, is is this going to be the water cooler talk show? I don't think so. Do you own a water cooler? I don't. Find one and start yapping. 
Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, like I think Loki is going to be the series where people are going to have fan theories, where they're going to have like, you know, conspiracy theories of what everything could mean. This, maybe it's just me. I don't see that with this series. I see this being a... Like when a lot of the Marvel movies come out, like it's every couple of them. When, you know, Captain Marvel came out, you really didn't hear many conspiracy theories because it was just a big budget action movie. Mm -hmm. But then Infinity War and Endgame happened and you're like, you guys, look what just happened in this scene. Oh my God. Stop. But (laughs) that idea of what this could mean, what could all of this mean, we're not really going to be getting it with this show. But what we are going to be getting instead with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is, oh my God, did you see that? Holy shit, did you just did you see that Language. scene just now? Yeah, well, they what, dropped that bomb a few times, you they know, sure. that little bomb, so to the keep, baby bomb, keep it real kind of thing. I think it's really just be, going to be a matter of these characters coping and and moving on, and here's what happens to them. Definitely on a different emotional level uh, it's not going to be as much of a feel there will be some nice funny moments heartwarming but it's moving on it's it's also de- not deadpan but but I, serious you know emotionally serious you say that i i am in complete agreement especially about the emotionally serious element it's going to be a series that tackles a lot of things something that's very prevalent in the fan community of these shows and movies i have a weird weird feeling it's going to be tackling race big time because that's it makes perfect sense because think about it you have a new Captain America white guy okay cool what happens though when somebody recasts a character in a different color or different gender orientation all that stuff you have a ruckus you have a lot of that you have some, recently they some did... backlash sort of kind of yeah backlash mm-hmm. I'm not even good to call backlash but <laughs> Josh did you get that Yes, I did. Thank you. Anyway, what I'm thinking is it's going to be, like, you know, look at recently. A new Captain America is is going to be in uh, a series, in the Heroes Reborn series. Captain America is uh, going to be played by, or going to be uh, a member of the LGBTQ community. Okay, but it's an alternate universe version. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you go on different pages, and you'll see on Facebook, which I'm trying to avoid like crazy because it's a toxic website. But things like, oh, not my Captain America. Well, yeah, because those Captain Americas still exist. Like, I don't I don't get that. I just don't get yep. the whole concept of, oh, boo-hoo. You know, this character is going to... Like, the biggest thing that somebody pointed out with this is, oh, man, I can't believe they're doing this with Captain America. They're making a gay Captain America. Yeah. Man, remember when they made Sam Captain America and there was a ruckus about that? And yeah, and who's Captain America again in the other ones? At some point, I think after that too, in the comics with the uh, was it Empire, Secret Empire, Se- Secret Empire about Captain America saying Hail Hydra, which I'm actually going to be re-downloading. I w- I want to reread that, mm-hmm. but in regards to that, I think it's going to be tackling stuff like that, like things that don't matter. <laughs> you know, like realistically, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just Bill Murray meatballs. It just doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> But it's going to be one of those things of, I like that they're tackling that. I think it's very, it's progressive. It is progressive. Progressive. 
just wanted to make. Isn't that John Lithgow? Yes. I, yeah, thank you. I was trying to remember his name. <laughs> okay. But I, I, I like that idea. I think it's very Farquad. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Anyway. Uh, they I have. You got. Oh, he understood that. I like the idea that they're going to be going in this direction. I think they they need to acknowledge, like Marvel, they pride themselves on one expression. Marvel Comics is the world outside your window. That's real life. That's part of the Band-Aid Do They Know It's Christmas song, World okay. Outside Your Window. They call it the World Outside Your Window, though. Okay, thank you. They even just did a recent, like, all these social issues, uh, like, different topics tackling throughout the decades, and it's really cool to see, like, everything that they would do. Like, they included in that uh, compilation the, the school shooting issue of Champions. They included the drug issue of Amazing Spider-Man from the 60s with Harry Osborn. All sorts of different things, including the uh, 9-11 Spider-Man issue. Whoa. Yeah. That was 36, I believe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Volume 2. And it's, again, the idea of, you know, this could be a... I think it's going to be a low-key controversial show in that sense. Because think about it. No one's thinking that. Mm-mm. But they could down the line. Yep. So, Josh, what do you think? Well, I'm going to make a bold prediction for you. I think it's going to be a series for people who like good acting. And that the show is going to come full circle at the end where the two characters, the two main characters, their personality traits are going to actually switch. I could see the really? Falcon becoming this really, really depressing, out of it person, and this Winter Soldier becomes the hero that everyone loves. Huh. I like that. I could, but I just don't know because then, you know, I hate being one of those people where, I, but actually in the comics, but in the comics he's always been a loner. The uh, the Winter Soldier. But wouldn't so. it be awesome to see him finally get some praise after all the bad things he's done? That I see as a good progression. That could be if he's off to yeah. a new what? start and Anus clean tart? slate. A new start. What Anus tart. No. And you start. Arrested Development reference, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. No, we're not talking about Loki, Eddie. With Owen Wilson. You were. Wow. Wow. June, June 11th. Loki. This, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Only on Disney Plus. <laughs> Available on Roku, Apple TV, Google Chrome, Cast. I was actually waiting in this episode for the two char- main characters to be meet up together, but we're actually seeing separate tracks, tra- separate lives. How they're how they're going, I and li- eventually will come together. But you know, the first, the only thread of them together was that Sam apparently was texting and Bucky was not answering the texts. Yeah, as the psychiatrist said. Hey, that's like you and me sometimes, Eddie. Minus <laughs> minus to shrink, yeah. But maybe we need to add add that. Okay, honey, we, we I shrunk the. No. We don't know Ant Man. Yeah, right. We need some. We'd have to go articles. We'd have to go over to Kingston and run into him. Rhinebeck. All right, road trip. Yeah, we'll we'll go to Mega Brain Comics. Mm-hmm. What up, John? But in regards, to, I like how I wave to somebody that's not there. Yeah. <sighs> For the audio podcast. Regards to all. Mm-hmm. But in regards to this episode, I definitely say it is it is off to a good start. But to be completely honest, was I blown away by this episode? Not really. Saved it not, for the explosions on the yeah. early stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not in Sokovia, but, oh, too soon. 
Kaboom. It's too, uh, you know, busted up, demolished kind of thing. Yeah. Because of the kaboom. Big. Big. But. An earth-shattering kaboom. Or you mean an earth shattering kaboom? Oh, no, I can't do it today. Damn. My Marvin is really bad right now. That is terrible. I knew where you were going. It's supposed to be an earth shattering kaboom. Yeah. Your space. Yeah, okay. Transmoglifier. Intergalactic space modulator. Intergalactic planetary. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I liked the episode, but I wasn't blown away. And it's funny because I'm the complete opposite of how people are feeling about this one versus how a lot of people felt with WandaVision. A lot of people, when WandaVision first dropped, was, you know, they were remarking, I, I don't get it. It's too slow of a start. This was too slow of a start for me. Mm. Like, I know where they're going with this, but I hope I'm wrong. You know, I like surprises. I like the idea of doing something that we wouldn't expect, and this is going to be one of those series. I feel like they're going in predictable routes, and I don't want that to be the case. Mm-hmm. I want this to be jam-packed full of surprises. You had one already. Yeah, with Don Cheadle. Thank you. I do I do completely agree with you on that. It's not over-surprise you here, and then you go into surprise coma or something. But let's see where this goes. I mean, if, you know, if I was to put, like, a rating on this, I'd give it, you know, a C plus, to be completely honest. Self-imposed self-rating. Yep. It just, it didn't blow me away. Eddie? B plus. Yeah? I'm going there. Okay. Just because you're going above me, <laughs> Dang, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Josh, Other, unlike me giving you, you know, the, the movie ratings and getting it a higher rating than you ever do, mostly. Josh, we at the Dramatic Workshop Podcast rate this episode a B minus. B minus. Okay. I just think I don't. Again, I'm not trying to be one of those where I'm like trying to be a contrarian with this too. I like the episode, but it's. Nothing to write home about yet. And I think this could be... Prove me wrong, Marvel Studios. Prove me wrong. That's my challenge to you right now. Gauntlet has been thrown. Die cast. How is she? Who? Die. Die cast? Die co. Die cast metal? But, gentlemen, this is going to wrap this episode of... Mission Brief, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Join us next week where we're going to be talking about episode number two. two. Hopefully it's the New World Order Wolfpack. We don't know. Oh. <laughs> for the Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. I'm Eddie Wilson. And I'm Josh Rosengrant. Excelsior.